My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking to the cast of Saint X, which is a new show coming out on Hulu. The show is about a young woman's mysterious death during a Caribbean vacation that creates a traumatic ripple effect that eventually pulls her surviving sister into a dangerous pursuit of the truth. So to start us off talking about the show, here is executive producer Layla Gerstein. Um, I'm so excited to speak with you because not only was I excited, obviously, that it was getting adapted from a book into obviously a television show, but I started watching it with no expectations because I don't like to do that, like compare the book to the, you know, to any art piece. It is so good. Um, and I watched all of it. So I literally sat in the day and a half and watched every single episode, like one after the other, after the other, after the other. I was like enthralled with it. So I wanted to ask you just to start off with simply, which I'm sure you're going to get asked all day, but this stuff happens obviously in real life. Sure. A lot of women, unfortunately, um, especially when they're like alone or various circumstances that come up. So for you, were any of those kind of stories, some of them are major headlines. Some of them are stories that you could research and find out this happened and it didn't make a major headline, you know, but either way, that it happens so frequently was any of that in the back of your mind as you're making the show that this is something that we need to also be kind of like aware of and maybe a little more on alert even if you're on a vacation that's really interesting I I feel like um that media is obsessed with girls who go missing on vacation and that is well covered and well documented and it is it is it was the job of this show and it is for sure you know a main theme of the book is to explore why um and why the media is so obsessed with dead white girls and also um guess what there's other dead girls and um and um and so I think that that is a real really intriguing part of this book is is how sensationalized this crime became and also the um you know the racist undertones in in telling this story and um and uh so you know i think it's it's it really an interesting you know and exciting thing to tackle or and to get people to thinking about um, and also, of course, like I was so excited to adapt this book and to like tell a, um, a show that was dealing with these like really real issues and conversations, but under under the like pretty pretty picture of this right. beautiful island with the beautiful people and a murder mystery at the center. Yeah, and um, and you're so right because you know the assumption of who did it, right? automatically just gets assumed to be x y and z which happens all the time and a lot of times it's a a racial thing you know especially if it's a white pretty girl that goes missing you know it that seems to be an issue so i love that that was also very prevalent in the show and very brought forward without even knowing the full story right off the bat you know we kind of know something happened someone's dead and then these guys are kind of the focus of it 
without having any information. And I thought it was so well done. And I wanted to ask you if you chose, and I know a lot of it, you know, can be sort of like, you know, from the book, but if you chose that specifically for the opening scene for the, you know, for people to be running and kind of hiding when they're of a different race and we have no idea what's going on. We don't know why they're suspected of anything. And we don't really know the whole story, which is kind of what happens when these stories come out. We don't know the whole story. So did you plan that on purpose? Because it was yeah. so well done. How Thank it was you. shown. Yeah, it was definitely on purpose. Like, right. Like you're going to jump to a lot of assumptions and conclusions from seeing, um, you know, a black man in a uniform running through the woods and, um, uh, and um, you know, a dead body at the end. Like I think there's a lot of assumptions, and it's important also to start the to start the series with that information in your head anyway. That this guy who's running, who looks, you know, scared and guilty through the woods. We're gonna meet him five minutes later, and he's like this shy, lovable fellow. And um, right. Um, and what happened and so like in an already that's a mystery without even you know without even the who done it right what was one of your favorite things or was there something in the book that you read and you were like this has to make it in the show no matter what I do I have to figure out how to fit this in was there one scene in particular um, I wouldn't say that there's one scene in particular, but there's a there are a bunch of um, there's a there's a bunch of stuff that Allison does that um, I thought like Alexis really nailed what it is to be 19 and what it is to kind of be at this uh, this like fork in in the road of like who am I going to be? I've grown up in like bougie Westchester and now I'm going to Yale and I am no Princeton and I'm reading all these books about uh, about like gender inequality and racism and am I racist is my family racist and should we be going on vacation here and I don't want to be my parents are must definitely be racist so I'm going to like overcorrect and be as unracist as I possibly can and I, um, I related to that so, so strongly. And um, I, like, I can, rem I can remember being 19 and feeling that. And so um, I really, um, so, you know, a lot of like Allison's dialogue is lifted from the book. Um, I think there's um, a scene, I, I believe it's an episode two where, um, Tyler asks her what she's afraid of mm. and what she's afraid of is like being ordinary and I thought that's really so true of being 19 and so interesting and I like that monologue is almost verbatim from the book yeah I, lo I love that scene uh, yeah she said like and again she says something like um like that she won't live up to like the expectations or something, or something like that. And I remember what that feels like, you know, because when I went to school, I was like a straight A student. So it was, I was very concerned to not live up to like what my parents were expecting. So I agree. Like she does such a great job um, kind of doing that, but you do such a great job too. I wanted to ask even the way that you shot it or like, you know, maybe some of the scenes that you picked and the way that they, it was shot um, like with the cinematographer, 
some of the scenes, and I wanted to ask you this as well, obviously, some of the scenes, they're close up. Some of them I feel like are not a steady cam and some are, some are wide, you know, like various things like that. How do you make those distinctions? How do you decide when you want to do a close up and when you want us to feel like we're with them and we're standing next to them? And then when you want us to be a little further away in the story? So a lot of that we kind of, we figure out in post uh, actually like when we're like, cause, cause we often take multiple sizes um, on, on the day. And then in post we're like, you know what? I really want to feel what he's feeling. And sometimes the best way to do that is to just get really close. And, um, and the actors are so good. And so sometimes just to look, sometimes you just really want to just be, with their faces and really just be inside them. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of a scene by scene. My last question is just like a kind of quick two-parter, which is basically um, the first question is how you guys kept it kind of light because it is, there are fun moments, obviously. And I do, you know, and I would tell people once this comes out, you know, there's, there are happy things and fun things throughout it. It's not like it's just this tragic, horrible, you know, 24 seven. But were there any fun things to kind of keep morale a little light because the material is so heavy? And then what are you uh, like most excited for people to see because the book was so popular? People are, you know, very excited and anticipating this coming out. So um, I wanted to know also what you're excited about. Okay, I'll start with what I'm excited about, which is I think that the story goes in really surprising ways. Um, I think the characters all develop in surprising ways. And even if you read the book, there are things in here that are not in the book and that will, uh, you know, that we got the luxury of expanding on and um, making maybe more mis- more televisional. And um, so I'm excited for, I'm really excited for people to see the ending because I think that it, like this plane lands well. and. Um, uh, and I was like, the ending is really what drew me to telling this story. And I forgot part A of the question. <laughs> um, oh, was- morale, you know, yeah. um, actually like the actors are delights and they're hilarious. And I don't know if you've spoken to Michael and Betsy yet, but they are the funniest people ever. And they kept everyone laughing the whole time. And like, even when it was pouring rain and we were like running around and, um, and, you know, boiling hot, like, you know, they kept it light. The actors all kept it light. They were all so wonderful and collaborative and fun. And it was like, you know, we would all go out after, unless we were there till four in the morning, which we sometimes were, but we would hang out, you know, together on the hammocks and like, like, we kept it light. I think you kind of have to for your sanity in a situation like that. You probably like laugh more on a sad show than on a happy show. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much because it's so well done. And I love the shots that you chose and the coloring that you added. It's like the lens and how you worked with the cinematographer and all the direct, just everything that you did, I think was so smart and the decisions that you made. And um the adaptation even decisions I just think overall you did such a great job and like I said I was obsessed I read the book and I was obsessed like from start to finish what was going to happen 
So um, I just want to congratulate you. It's such, it's so good. And I'm so happy to talk to you. I have spoken to very few people who've seen both, obviously, who have read and seen it. So that's very exciting to know. So thank you so much. Well, no, thank you. And thank you for all the hard work that you put into it because it shows and it's, it's going to be huge when it comes out. So I hope you're prepared, (laughs) but congratulations. Thank you. Up next is West Coveney and Jaden Elijah. So I'm just going to jump right in. Um, so I'll start with you, West. First of all, congratulations. You did such a great job because it's an adaptation and the pressure probably on your shoulders was probably immense, but you, you did it in such a great way. I wanted to ask you, you know, we see so much tragedy happen to, and especially, um, and um, Jaden, you can actually answer to this too, especially with white women. And we don't see necessarily other women in the news. And this is kind of slightly addressed in this show in particular. Um, Even your character at certain times says like, oh, we're rich. And, you know, we're, you know, my family's racist and just like questioning things. So I want to ask you what it felt like to play someone where this has happened in real life, but also to acknowledge that she also has a privilege of being white and that, you know, the things that come along with that. And, you know, Jaden, for you, like your character is automatically assumed to be someone that's in trouble and, and all of those things that come along with it. And again, because it's a racial thing. So um, for both of you, what was it like kind of taking on that role and kind of showing in people's faces like this really happens and look at how people view, you know, the difference? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that Allison is, you know, she, she's full of contradictions for that reason. You know, she's so sheltered and so privileged and ignorant in many ways and naive in many ways. But at the same time, she she wants to do better. She wants to learn. She's very curious. You know, she's she's an empathetic, like empathetic person. She she wants to learn. Um, so I think that was a really honest kind of portrayal of what it means to be a privileged, sheltered 19-year-old white girl from Westchester, you know, and in terms of her death, I think the way that that affected me and in, in my approach to it was just doing doing her justice in the eight days that she's alive that you see her because after that, you know, the media takes her identity and runs with it and, and creates an image of her that is that it'll never be accurate, you know, because they don't know her. So how can I showcase her how can I in all of her complexities um within such a short short period of time so that was that was my challenge and Jaden what was it like for you because it's you know for them I think it's such a great thing that they show this on tv that they just automatically assume you're guilty and this is why and x y and z and we see people running and all of those things but we don't know anything like even in the first episode like we don't know what's happening so why are they automatically just assuming it's you and so again it's a racial thing i mean like you can't deny it so i'm just bluntly asking but for you what is it like having that on your shoulders and showing that showcasing that that this is real life like people assume and do these things yeah i mean what um it's a very heavy subject matter and to to approach that, I just wanted to, um, I did feel quite a, a pressure to ensure that it was conveyed in a way that is that is um, respectful and honest and true to the people and the families that have been through this. You know, the, you know, I, I love what you talk about, um, you touch on white women in the news cycle, for example, missing white women, dead white women, but how often do we see like a national search for 
a missing black woman, for example, mm. or, or black boy or black man, you know, instantly is they're demonized in some way. And this happens again and again and again. So on one hand, it's a massive privilege and I felt elated to be able to share a story that confronts this in any way, but the fact that I still have to try and change this is heartbreaking at the same time. And, you know, we, we see, we have seen very recently things like that still happen um, in the media. I mean, and who knows how long it will go on for. Yeah, it's almost unbelievable that I even have to ask the question. So I, I completely understand. Um, I'm running out of time already. Oh my gosh. Um, so for both of you, I just want to ask, um, what was some of the most important things that you wanted to make sure that you hit for your characters as we go throughout the season? And also, um, what are you most looking forward to in terms of people seeing the show? Because there's so many add-ons from the book and there's so many additional scenes and just great stuff. Like, I mean, the scenes that they were given uh, for both of you, you guys did such great job with them. I mean, I was so impressed. I watched all of them in one sitting. I, so um, I'm, I'm just like in awe of, of both of you and I wish I had more than five minutes, but so it's basically those two questions, just what it was like kind of, you know, filming overall your favorite kind of stuff and then what you're most looking forward to for people to see. I think yeah. my, my favorite part about it was exactly like what I, what I'm looking forward people seeing, you know, which is that like we we use Jaden calls us a Trojan horse or like the the spoonful of sugar helping us <laughs> down, you know, we use the 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 thriller that that people are craving and entertained by to present these themes that are so significant, so relevant, so important, so uncomfortable. People try to avoid them, I feel like, and we're forcing them to sit down or enticing them with the thriller and then forcing them to sit down and consider something bigger. So it's a privilege to be a part of something that does that. Yeah, and I'm absolutely. Um, by the way, thanks, Monica, for, for, for those compliments and nice words. Um, uh, what am I most excited for people to see? um yeah i think for them to one be entertained by a great story that people have worked so hard on but also through that entertainment and and the assumptions that they make take a look inward at themselves and see what assumptions do they make and why do they make them assumptions and um grapple with that because sometimes that's hard to look at yourself and think oh, maybe i do that too and what i really wanted to touch on um as edwin is the truth of being in, in such a strange headspace um, where you're on an island that is partly funded by these resorts, but also they're, they're taken from you in a way, you know, they're taken from your childhood, your communities, et cetera, et cetera, from your culture um, and, and how that kind of creates an, a righteous indignation in someone like Edwin and exploring all the shades of that, all the dimensions of that was my main priority. Well, I'm out of time, but I want to thank both of you because the characters that you play couldn't be more different yet have similarities, right? Because we're all human beings, but the differences that you guys display is blunt. It's in your face. It's something that we need to see. And I agree, Jaden, what, what you said, some of it, I went, Hmm, I wonder if I, if I was in that situation, would I have thought that, you know what I mean? And because we're not given all the information up front. I think it does say a lot about you when you're watching it. And I hope people do like look in and go, why did I think that? Or why did I X, Y, and Z? So I just want to congratulate both of you for being willing to do it, to confront it. Uh, West for you playing someone that's going to <laughs> die and having to, you know, have that pressure of showing so much in a short period of time. And Jaden for you being willing to take on that 
heavy load of of the dealing with you know racism basically and showing it on screen and kind of making people think a little bit about themselves so I just want to thank both of you and I want to congratulate you because it's so good so just congratulations thank you, thank you so much Monica. thank you so much up next is Josh Bonzi and Alicia Denham Carey I'm so excited. The two of you did such a great job in the show. I've watched the entire thing. Um, I'm flabbergasted by how good the two of you did. So I wanted to ask both of you right off the bat, what was it like building the relationship between Emily and Clive because of the dynamic with both of their backgrounds? Clive struggling personally with things that he has gone through that we find out. And then obviously Emily is going through her own stuff that she hasn't been able to really deal with uh tragedy wise so what was that like building the relationship between the two of you and working out that balance you know I, first of all alicia and i had to establish trust really quickly in our in our own relationship which then helped us kind of like navigate uh openly and freely uh how we were going to sort of approach this together and you know i'm just so lucky to have a scene partner that's so open to going down every rabbit hole with me and so it was really just about being, I think the early conversations we had were just about, okay, what is this thing? How do you feel about it? How do I feel about it? And where are we meeting? You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. We could, I couldn't have asked for a better scene partner. And Josh is such a, a kind and generous, wonderful, lovely person and actor. Um, and I think, yeah, for us, it was, it was building that trust and that intimacy. Um, I think it also helped that a lot of the settings that we were filming in are intimate too. The, the, the restaurant, the cab, you know, they, they enhance that kind of intimacy and that, um, that, that um, deeper look into each other's characters. Um, you know, and they're also both dealing with this sort of arrested childhood development and childhood trauma that I think, you know, both of the characters are sort of seeing within each other, this isolation, this loneliness, and that they can, through a common event that they share, being able to sort of see a version of each other and in, in, of themselves in each other. Do you think that version of themselves is the, is the reason why they seem to get along without Clive necessarily knowing that Emily knows him? I think we talked early on about how it's an interesting concept of, you know, uh, anyone who has a shared experience that is a very traumatic experience that will always bond you for life. And I think we sort of I had talked about this sort of invisible string that pulls the two of them in some sort of fortuitous way together. And it sort of has this weird energetic intensity to it that neither of them can quite figure it out. Um, but I also think for specifically for Emily, you know, she had a very different idea of who this person was when she was a child. It was a positive idea. It was a positive personality that she saw. And, and that's been warped and changed over time. And so she's trying to reconcile these two parts of herself, the childlike version of herself and the adult version of herself. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I was just going to ask Jess, what, what do you think like about it? The same or... Like for Clive? No, absolutely. I think there is a sort of unspoken. I believe that Clive feels this a connection here, but he he's it's hard to he can't put a, a name on it. You know, um it just it just exists and it's there. And then later on when you know the truth comes out, I think that 
in itself is uh, the betrayal that he must feel had to be um, great and uh, palpable. And yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm like having flashbacks now to all the to all the scene work, Alicia. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was a doozy. Oh, no. I'm traumatizing you guys during this interview. <laughs> no, no, no. Therapy well, at 5 p.m. today. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask you guys, I'll do a really quick two-part question because I don't know how much time I have left. But I want to ask you first, um, what is it like playing these characters that have come so far and are so different? So when we first meet them versus meeting them later in life, they couldn't be polar opposites, right? So like, with Emily, she's quiet and withdrawn as a child. But then when she's older, she looks just like her sister and it's very flashy and very different. And I noticed all of those things that were kind of added in there. And then for Clive, it's the opposite. He's quiet in the beginning, very focused on work, very focused on being a good dad. And then when we meet him, he just looks completely different and torn down and, you know, has been through so much. So, and has a disconnected relationship with his family. So I want to know what it was like playing that kind of those comparisons. And then also, um, I guess to end, I wanted to, the second part was just, what are you guys looking forward to the most? Because this is so exciting and people are just, you know, cannot wait for the show to come out. And you guys did such a good job with the adaptation and the add-ons and all the extra scenes that you guys did. It's so good. And the ending's so good. Just everything's so good about it. So I'm so excited, but I want to hear what you guys are I, mean, I think what really drew me to this character was was that this is a this is two versions of a person and when we meet Emily as an adult you know she's sort of absorbed a version of her sister and has filled in a role in her family dynamic that had been left this vacuum that had suddenly appeared and and it kind of also you know explores the relationships that parents have with different ch- children and like how they've adapted around this new dynamic too and are then around therefore Emily who she is and how she functions in this then kind of quite pressurized environment in the absence of her sister and I think that was really fascinating to me how how she's evolved to try and be a version of her sister to uphold this memory of her in the because she cannot let go and then in re-meeting Clive, it's this sudden, just downward spiral of of then trying to redefine and understand who she actually is and who she really was and what she left behind as a child. So for me, it was fascinating um, in that respect. Um, Josh, do you want to answer? And then we'll do the last part of the question. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, I mean, the connection between getting to play both trauma just really changes people and that's that's uh, that's what i'll say about that as you know you when you meet him when he's young and then he's a completely different person when he's older it's just this event really really took its toll and he you know he, he just doesn't have um a lot left in him when he's older hmm. i mean i think people are also you know like as you said like there are a lot of changes and adaptations and in the scripts and from the book so I I hope fans of the book can find a new sort of um enjoyment in that and there are kind of even more nuanced and layers to these characters and, and you know just being able to bring anything to life that you've read before is always exciting I find 
Josh is like, I agree. I agree. <laughs> well, I want I want to thank you guys so much. You guys did such a great job. And I really really appreciated the amount of work you put in to show that tragedy is not like an overnight thing. Because a lot of shows do that. And I, I appreciate the amount of time and the 16 hour days of going through those emotions and living that and the hard work that you guys did because it really paid off. And you know, it really, it really shows through the show. And I appreciate that. Um, Aww. it's a fantastic show. Congratulations. And I just want to thank you guys for putting that hard work in there because well, it, thank it's you. very meaningful. That's really lovely to hear. And like, we really appreciate that because you know, people don't really see the other side. It's not glamorous. So, so thank you for saying that. Well, thank you guys. I love it so much. And I love both of you. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> so nice meeting you. Have a great rest of the day. And finally, here's Michael Park and Betsy Brandt. How are you guys? We're good. How are you? Very I'm well, good. Man. Betsy, I've t- I talked to you not that long ago with Max. Right. So I'm happy to see you. Nice to be um, back. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa. No, there was no you one guys else. Are friends? No one else. No one else. Whoa. <laughs> I know this five minutes is going to be like one question because I know. I know. And I I really want that to not have, I I want you to be able to answer your questions. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, well, okay. So my question is, I'm going to start off with, for both of you, you're obviously playing parents that have a severe tragedy happen and then age over a period of time. And we're going kind of back and forth. I wanted to know for you to how you guys were able to kind of process what that was like, because you're both comedians. You're both very funny. But in this show, you guys are so good at the dramatic roles in those scenes. And they're I'm very- sorry, so what? You're so good at those like oh, dramatic gosh. scenes. <laughs> and uh, it's so like intimate in these moments and quiet and like you don't overact them. Like they're just perfect is basically what I'm saying. So I wanted to know how you guys were able to accomplish showing that tragedy and that it doesn't just disappear kind of like an overnight thing and how well you guys did over over them aging you know throughout the show I mean that was a what a gift to be able to play these characters you know when it's acute right after this event happens and then Mm -hmm. to see what they do in their life and how how they handle it I mean ultimately how they really handle it um comes down to the fact that we're both we're also both parents yeah yeah Allison goes missing so it's in the not knowing I mean even that in itself like I remember saying to you it's like like what the result like as if the worst couldn't be bad enough that not knowing and I also I feel like don't you guys think that we're at a place in the world we are used to knowing everything and when we don't know, you know, like, so it, for me, those scenes where they don't know, it's like everyone, and, and I feel like you can feel that in the show, everyone is losing their shit because, yeah. you know, it's like when the Malaysian airline, when the, when that flight went missing, we were like, where to go? Cause we all know everything. It's a tragedy that people yeah, add, add are that. gone, add, but where is it? And it's, it's the the not knowing. It was- it was totally, it, it was in the, it was a media frenzy for years and years too. Right. The media never left these people alone. Yeah. So at, <laughs> they had to live with this all the time. So much so that they picked up and moved across the flipping country. So, yeah. I mean, every piece of the puzzle that was, they were all working against me and Bill. And that and happens, that happens, right? When like, we've all seen this, right? Yeah. Young, pretty white girls go missing. And it is like, 
people just click and it, 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 then it ends up being about something other than what this family was going through. Absolutely. But in a way, I don't want to say it, might it have helped uh, Bill and, and Mia kind of put the, the grieving process in a compartment someplace so they could take care of Claire, Emily, and get her, you know, out of that frenzy? Possibly. I'm not really sure. That definitely played a huge part of their process. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I have two minutes remaining already. Um, I wanted to uh, also ask both of you, um, you know, Michael, you mentioned like you're both parents. I was going to ask you guys about that. Is it hard to portray something like this and not leave it at work? Because I know a lot of times it's, it's kind of easy to take off your wardrobe and kind of go home and leave it. But when you're dealing with something like this and you have children, is it harder to like go home and deal with it? Um, and then also I wanted to ask both of you how you guys got through, um, just like the process of the whole show, because there's, you know, hours and hours of having to do it over and over and over again and the emotion and what you guys have to put, put through. And also side note really quickly in my two minutes, you both aged very well. Thank you. Thank you. Very gorgeous. I felt like I looked so, like my mother, my mother oh my God, who's, who's a beautiful woman. So I was, I'm thankful to her for. You both look gorgeous. <laughs> well, you look very, you. very distinct. I loved it. And uh, Betsy, you look very gorgeous, but I throwing that in really quickly because otherwise they'll yell at me, but those are my questions. So basically just like what it was like leaving it because you have children, like how you were able to kind of distinguish that. And then what it was like overall on the show. And I, I like, love I'm her. Sorry. I felt like it was hard to not because we like when you say go home we weren't home so those after a lot of those scenes right. that's when i would go and like you know force my kids to snuggle with me and what and it couldn't because they weren't there they were back in la where we were out shooting and so that made it a lot harder it was listen i always want to go home and be with them anyway but i really was like i needed to be around my family and i couldn't but i i'm not going to lie i'm sure it made the work it made the stakes that much higher for me whether I wanted to admit that or not so um and 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 I also like you know it's it's nice to like all we did is focus on what we were doing and I think this kind of this show this kind of material requires that so it you know being on location paid off for us in that way yeah it was it, I think it was maybe even closer to two weeks so I think it was like a week and a half Michael I think you're was, lying right now I think it was like a week and a half or a week so Michael but likes to exaggerate as you can like a, it was like it was four really months of work twice as long as he said but we but we really strapped <laughs> on our you know, we, we strapped up our boots and, and we got the work done whatever that saying is and we got the work done and I remember just being wonderfully exhausted yeah no, it's something special but happy like we were something like special just happened and also part of the like we were so tight with that crew because when you're on location you only have each other we right. we spent all like it's not like i'm getting together with my friends that i've known for years we only have each other so the way that uh, that was a great barometer for us and the way yeah. the crew responded and a lot of parents on that crew too. So the way the crew responded to the work we were doing, the stuff that was fun and then the stuff that wasn't, right. I think was a really great weather van for us to really kind of know how it was going. 
And I always like it when when West would would put on the ears and watch a scene or two that we were doing. It would it would inform her of what was happening too. We all we all we shared with each other. We would was, go watch each other's scenes. Yeah, we'd watch each like, other's scenes. There were scenes, scenes that I wasn't in that West was like, oh, are you good? And I was like, oh my God, I want to see you do that. Like, and it was so fun to be able to be a fan of the show mm-hmm. while you're in it. And That's we're shooting. Rare. That's yeah, amazing. it's it's absolutely rare. But this was that kind of cast, and yeah. I, it made it an incredibly fun experience. Even though it, it, the material is really heavy, like I, I grant you, but it made it like it was a really special thing to get to do. To, to the point that I was actually jealous when I couldn't be on set to watch some of those scenes being done because I knew there was some heavy stuff happening, and I was pretty bummed out that I couldn't uh, get some ears in and check it out. Well, I want to thank both of you. I love the two of you. I want you to know, by the way, everybody was saying that the two of you, by being funny, were able to keep things light for everybody else. So just so you know, all of them said that you guys really helped out the rest of them to get oh, thanks. by being so funny and, oh. and fun on set. So I just want to pass that along to you guys. No, you're just you. making me miss everybody. Even yeah, I know. More. Thanks for that. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no, we're back to the tragic that I'm bringing. Right, right. Look what you did. <laughs> but I want to thank both of you. Um, I, I'm getting in trouble that I have to wrap, but I love <sighs> the two of you. You guys are fantastic. I think you are top notch actors. I've always thought that. And in this project, you're beyond you. I mean, I just, I emotionally connected to both of you. I feel everything. And I just I, I have no words. I'm like speechless for the two of you, other than it's fantastic. The show is perfect. I watched the whole thing. I loved it. I love the two of you. Don't go anywhere. I have something to say to you too. This yes. is why I really I'm like, I wish we were in person because then I'd be hugging you right now. And mm. now I can't. Instead, I'm just like I can do a virtual hug. <laughs> just do that. I'm so glad you liked it because you have great taste and it means a lot to me. Well, Where's I love you both guys. Of you. I'm so glad I saw that moment. We can hug. We can all freak hug. You know I love you, Michael Parr. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to the cast of St. X talk about their series, what fans can expect, some of the differences between the book and the adaptation, and some surprises that some fans may not be aware of. The eight-episode series will premiere April 26th on Hulu, so make sure you head over to the streamer to check it out. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content.